broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. You hear the clock ticking. The Las Vegas Raiders select. If you didn't know, this is called the show. Yeah, the clock is ticking. Uh, not too much longer uh, to wait. Um, will the Raiders hold on to that 17th pick? Are they in the sweepstakes for uh, Aaron Rodgers, who. Um, Reportedly has indicated the Raiders are one of three teams that he would prefer uh, to be traded to. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers, it's gotten to that point with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Aaron Rodgers wants out and is uh, making it very uh, publicly known that not only does he want to be out, apparently he wants to come play for the Raiders along with either the 49ers uh, or Broncos. Uh, we're going to try to make sense of it all uh, over this next hour. Uh, in addition, I'm working on a story for the Las Vegas Review-Journal about this, so keep an eye out for that um, in just a little while. But we're going to go out to the Raider Nation guest line. Evan Grote, uh, contributor for Silver and Black Today, Silver Black Today, uh, host of Just Pod Baby. Uh, Evan is going to uh, join us and try to make some sense of it all. Thanks, Evan, for joining us on a busy day. Uh, what are your initial thoughts on Aaron Rodgers and the possibility of uh, him wanting to play for the Raiders. Hey, Vinny, how you doing? No shortage of news to talk about today. Huh? Here I am. I thought we were going to be talking all about the draft today. And, and of course, Aaron Rodgers drops his bombshell. So, uh, yeah, my, my first initial thought, you know, as a Raiders fan, i got to say I'm really flattered to know that there, there's at least two great NFL quarterbacks out there in the league that, you know, are willing to put the Raiders – on their list of teams that they would be willing to play for if, if they were ever to be traded. So that, that, those are my first thoughts. You know, that, that gives me some hope that uh, maybe John Gruden was right uh, a couple years ago when he said players want to wanna be here and, and play for the Raiders. But, you know, I'm going to go back and I'm, I'm going to remain consistent with, with my thoughts on um, a couple of the other quarterbacks who have, you know, over the last year or two been linked to the Raiders. And I'm talking about Tom Brady. Uh, and then it was Russell Wilson and, and maybe even Deshaun Watson um, and now possibly Aaron Rodgers. This is a quarterback league. I believe that you, you have to have great quarterback play uh, to be a consistent contender. Uh, that's just the way I feel. And if you've got Hall of Famers out there who are, are on the trade block or are free agents, even if you have a, a, a quality starter like Derek Carr, you must do your research and you've got to look into all options. You know, and this isn't a knock on Derek Carr at all. I think he's a very serviceable guy, and I think they can, they can, uh, you know, do some nice things with him and get to the playoffs if they can get a better defense around him. But if you have an opportunity to get elite, and we're talking top five quarterback in the league, if you have an opportunity to do that, then you'd be dumb to at least not kick the tires. But all that being said, I, I, I've heard what you've been saying um, on your show. I agree with you. I, I just don't. Uh, a move like this happening right now with the Raiders, I, I think the asking price is just going to get a little bit too high. I don't know if the Raiders have the, the ammo that some of these other teams uh, that, that have that to, to go up and, and you know trade and, and make this kind of deal happen. You mentioned the Packers have already turned down the reported offer from the 49ers, so I just don't see it happening. Yeah, uh, I don't uh, either, uh, but stranger things uh, have happened, and you know, who would have thought that Tom Brady would be playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year? Um, it just, 
you never know. And I know from experience, uh, just talking to people um, you know, around the NFL, uh, guys get talked about quite a bit. Uh, it would shock you sometimes, not you personally, but it would shock fans if they knew who actually was talked about uh, in trades. And not just you know, um, you know, out of curiosity or just uh, a couple of GMs who happen to be friends talking about it, but like serious, serious talks. Um, it, get, it does get to that point, and you'd be shocked uh, at, at who the names uh, sometimes are. Uh, but let's start from this um, point. Why do you think Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay? What do you think? What, what's the impasse or what's the hurdle that, and they've reportedly been trying to talk now for months uh, here to smooth it all out, and both sides have apparently given it an earnest effort, but they haven't been, obviously, um, after what Aaron Rodgers you know, did today coming out so publicly about it. What do you think the, the, the impasse might be? Yeah, you know, I don't follow the, the Packers closely, but I think this all kind of goes back to uh, last year's draft when, when they selected Jordan Love. Uh, he, he felt, uh, he, he made it known that he wanted them to bring in some, some offensive weapons to help him. Um, you know, he, he is 36 years of age, and how many more great years does he have left? He's still playing at a high level right now, of course, winning the MVP last year. But I think, I think he saw that as kind of a slap in the face, although it was the same thing that they did with him when they drafted him and they had Brett Favre. So I don't understand why he took it so personal. But I do think it all stems from that. And I think that continues to kind of stick with him. And I think he's, you know, a lot of these guys have egos. And I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't follow him super close. But um, I, I think he's a guy who might be a little bit sensitive uh, just from all the things I've kind of seen you know, in the media. Um, he, he's a little bit sensitive, and, and I think he, he's having a hard time getting over the fact that they could possibly think about you know, the future and, and maybe moving on from him. Um, okay, let's just play this one step further uh, with, from, a, from a Raiders perspective. Um, I want you to put your, uh, the, 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 the clearest brightest, sunniest glasses that you have on right now and look into a future that includes Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, Julio Jones at wide receiver, Darren Waller at tight end, uh, Henry Ruggs, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. What do you think of an offense? What, 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 kind, of, what, what kind of damage can an offense like that do with Derek Carr, or, or excuse me, with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback? Yeah, when you first mentioned Rodgers and Julio, it made me think back to Gruden's first stint with the Raiders when he had a couple of other um, you know, veteran, veterans leading the way with, with Rich Gannon and, and uh, Jerry Rice, of course, along with Tim Brown. Uh, I would think that's a pretty high-powered offense, to be completely honest with you. Again, I, I, just, don't, I just don't know if that, something like that is going to happen. I mean... Um, there's a lot of things that would have a lot of moving parts involved, a lot of uh, trades that would have to occur. I don't see something like that playing out. I would be I would be okay with that. I think that would be exciting to see as a fan. I would love to see that. Um, it, it's it's been a while since the Raiders have have been one of the elite offenses in the league, so I would be all for that. But I just I just can't see that happening. Uh, fair enough, and uh, you're probably absolutely right. Uh, but it is uh, it, it's fun sometimes to to speculate, uh, as they say. Okay, um, assuming that the Raiders hold on to that 17th pick, um, where I'm standing, if Micah Parsons is there, you got to take Micah Parsons. Um, I've done some uh, looking into uh, Micah Parsons, from what I understand. 
There are more yellow flags than red, although admittedly, uh, who I talked to didn't take a deep dive uh, into, into um, you know, uh, Micah enough to find out if those yellow flag, uh, flags had become red flags. So we don't know. But if you're the Raiders at 17 and a talent as compelling as Micah Parsons is there, I almost think you have to do it and take your chance uh, in doing so. I think the Raiders absolutely have to have defensive playmaking, star players uh, back there, difference makers on defense. And I don't think you're going to be able to get a player of Micah Car- Parsons' uh, caliber at number 17. It rarely happens. This guy's a top five talent. At 17, I think it's worth the risk. Where do you fall on that? Yeah, I, I've agreed with you all along the way on that. And, and I'm definitely still very much on the Micah Parsons bandwagon um, should he be there at 17. But I, I'm just starting to get, you know, just a gut feeling that he's just too talented to, to fall that far. And I know there are some red flags or, or yellow flags, whatever you want to call it, about character issues. Um, so, so, you know, if he should, and I'm going to throw another name out there. Uh, I know we're talking about Parsons, and, and, I, and I love the player, and I would definitely take him if he's there at 17. But I want to throw another name out to you, actually. I want to see what you think about this player. In the case that Parsons isn't there at 17, I'm all in on Jeremiah Usa koromoa out of Notre Dame. Uh, and I, I know that you know the bigger need remains at tackle still. And, and But I'm tired. You know, As a fan of this team who has followed this team his entire life, I'm tired of watching you know, the 30th-ranked defense, uh, you know, uh, um, every year, year in, year out, it's always the defense that, we're, that we see that's holding back this offense that is, is a playoff-caliber offense. Um, I, I really hope they address the defense, Vinny. I, I do. I, I, that's where I want to see them go with this pick, whether it's Parsons, whether it's uh, Coramora or, or one of these talented cornerbacks that fall. I, I just hope they address the defense. And I particularly like Coramora. Uh, after Parsons, he's just—he's so versatile. He's an explosive player. He's, he's a Swiss Army knife, and, and um, you know he can do a little bit of everything. He's a hybrid linebacker, safety, excellent in coverage against tight ends. You can put him in the slot, um, and he can also blitz off the edge. He's just—he's just a playmaker, and that is those are the types of players that this defense lacks. So whether it's a Parsons or a Coromoa, I would be very happy with either one of those guys. What do you think about Coromoa, Vinny? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, it would, it depends on who else is on the board, for me. Uh, I think for Michael, if Michael Parsons is there, um, he's the pick. Period. I don't care who else is yep. uh, still on the board. Um, if 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 Michael Parsons is not there and it's just Jeremiah, um, I'd have to take a look at who is there at tackle. Uh, I think if it's a Christian Darasaw, um, Maybe Elijah Tucker, uh, Vera Tucker, uh, who I think uh, has a lot of potential and has a chance to be a very, very, very good offensive lineman. It would be hard for me to pass up on a talent like Darisaw. I'll put it this way. Um, even and as as much as uh, as highly as I think of Jeremiah, I think the guard posi- or that tackle position, um, we know that they need a tackle. I don't consider Darisaw a reach at eight or seventeen. I don't. I, yes, it's a it's a uh, it's a draft for need. But I don't think it's a reach. I think he is a. I think he he's right there with the best tackles in this draft. I would say you know maybe a notch below uh, the top two. Although you can make a case that he's good, as good as Slater from uh, from from Northwestern. So for me, that's what it would have to come down to. Michael Parsons, flat out, that's the guy that I think the Raiders should pick if he's there at seventeen. Short of that, I'd have to think long and hard between uh, a Jeremiah um, and, and a Christian Derrissaw. Yeah, you know, 
a couple couple points I'd like to make. You know, you mentioned Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC, and I see that that's who Daniel Jeremiah actually mocked uh, to the Raiders in his mock draft uh, last night. Um, you know, he has him more of a guard, and and and, and I spoke with Dane Brugler of the Athletic. He's their draft expert, and uh, you know, he sees him more of a, a guard as well. So I do. You know, he's got the shorter arms. So I don't know if he could he could kick out and play tackle. I know he did it at USC last year. But in, in the NFL, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a big step. So I, I do question whether or not drafting a guy who could play tackle most likely is suited to play guard in, in the first round. And, and, and as far as Derisaw, I prefer Tevin Jenkins over a guy like Christian Derisaw. Don't get me wrong, I think Derisaw is, is a very good prospect, and I would, I would be happy with him. But for me, it comes down to uh, two things, style of play and versatility. I think Jenkins is just more of a finisher. He... he he looks to bury people, and I'm sure you've seen the highlight of him. Uh, there's a clip of him playing against Texas where he he takes uh, Joseph Osaya, who's going to be one of the edge rushers taken in this year's draft. He takes him from the hash mark and drives him all the way to the sideline and just puts him right on his back. I like that kind of attitude in my offensive lineman. He plays with more of an edge, I think, than, than Christian Derrissaw. And I think you need that to, to play the position in the offensive line. He's also a very intelligent offensive lineman, known for, for his smarts as well. And I talked about the versatility throughout his college career. He made starts all over the line, uh, primarily at right tackle, but also played a couple games at left tackle. He played a little bit at guard. So he can play all up and down the offensive line with the exception of center. And, and I really like that trait as well, my offensive lineman. So I, I do prefer Jenkins over, over Darisaw, but I, I do like Darisaw as well. We're talking to uh, Evan uh, Grote, uh, our good friend, and uh, we're trying to make sense of everything that's going on right now, which uh, is a lot and um, maybe not anything at all. Uh, you never know uh, in, these, in these situations. There's a lot of smoke out there, but um, you know, obviously the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers story is what's kind of uh, pushing the day right now. And, and you know, getting back to that, by the way, you can follow uh, Evan at, at egrote5, uh, you know, Getting back to the Aaron Rodgers uh, situation, and we'll talk about where you would like to go, where you like the Raiders to go in the second round. But, you know, just in my experience, it doesn't get to this point unless it's gotten to this point, Evan. And that's what's so intriguing to me. Uh, I don't think you come back from this point. I don't think there's any salvaging this. Uh, you don't push the levers uh, that Aaron Rodgers has pushed without the full understanding, like, this is it. I'm, I'm pushing the DEFCON 1 button because I want out. There's no coming back uh, from this. Are you shocked that it's kind of gotten to this point, you know, w with Aaron and the, and the Packers? Yeah, you know, I, I am. I am because, you know, as a guy who, uh, you know, he, he has spent his whole career there. He, he's become, you know, after Brett Favre, really one of the faces of that franchise. And um, you're right. He's he, he kind of reached the point of no return right now. At, at a, at, there, there comes a time where, you say things that I don't think you can really recover from the relationship between you and your teammates and, you know, the front office and even the fan base, if, if, if it gets ugly enough, you can't recover from those things. And we were starting to see that with Deshaun Watson and started some of the things that he was saying with the Texans. And, you know, now he's got other issues going on right now, but yeah, I, I agree with you. It, it's gotten really ugly. Um, and, and this is something that's been kind of like a slow burn. And I think, the season that he had, that MVP season where they, they reached the uh, NFC Championship game, kind of masked. It really kind of hid uh, maybe what was really going on under, under the surface. But now that the season is over, and I think the timing of this with the draft being tonight, it, it was 
pretty well thought out, I think, and, and, and almost premeditated, I think, by by you know Rogers and his camp to kind of leak this information here on draft day. So yeah, it's gotten really ugly really fast there, and I don't know if this can be repaired. Yeah, uh, it sure seems like that. Um, all right, so we're not going to get to the second round tonight, uh, unfortunately. So uh, we have to wait till tomorrow uh, when I think it's a huge day for the Raiders tomorrow. By the way, uh, with that 48th pick overall and the two third round picks, um, where would you want? the Raiders to go in that second and third round? Where do you think they're going to go in that second and third round? Yeah, well, I mean, I've said all along, ideally, you know, I would like to see them go defense in round one, but best player available uh, defensively or, or maybe a trade-back scenario. And I mentioned Koromoa, if he's sitting there and he's available and you've got a chance to trade back and you think you can still get him, I would be all in favor of that. So if they go defense in round one, I think you got to look in that second round to address the tackle the need at tackle, and, and for me, a couple of the guys that I would hope to see or like to see available, uh, the kid out of Texas, uh, Kuzmi, Samuel Kuzmi, Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame is another guy right, you know, with a second-round grade, Walker Little from Stanford, uh, even, even Christensen from BYU. Those are a couple of guys that I think, you know, should they make it to round two, those would be guys that should be high on the Raiders list. And, and then I think after that, you know, you're, you're looking to, to find yourself a safety because uh, the safety class this year, again, I told you I spoke with Dane Brugler, who's uh, with the Athletic, their draft expert. He told me that he thinks the two weakest position groups in this year's draft is at safety and at defensive tackle. So, you know, outside of the, the top couple of safeties, Morig, um, uh, the kid out of Syracuse, Cisco, who we've discussed, Richie Grant, Javon Holland, you know, you might not find one that's going to come in immediately and be a, a guy you can stick in there and start right away. So um, I, I think they, I don't want to see them hold off too long on safety. So that's where I'd like to see them go on day two. Okay. Well, Evan Grote, thanks so much for spending some time with us on a busy day. Enjoy the first round tonight. Tonight, uh, we'll check back with you uh, very soon to get your thoughts on everything that happened uh, with the Raiders. And who knows, maybe there's going to be a new quarterback uh, here with Las Vegas uh, as well. Uh, I'm not holding my breath, but this is the NFL. You never know. Ever Grote, thanks so much for spending some time with us in the huddle. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much, Vinny. Appreciate you. All right. You got it. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. Just a little bit of uh, bookkeeping, uh, by the way. Uh, if this is why you know trading Aaron Rodgers is so costly for the Packers, uh, if they were to trade Aaron Rodgers uh, in a pre-June first consummated trade, in other words, if they were to agree to trade him today for some team's first-round pick this year and whatever else it would cost or it would take, uh, if they announced that trade right now and consummated that trade right now. The dead cap hit for the Packers would be $38 million, roughly, a little bit more actually. Their cap savings would be negative $1.15 million. That's if they trade him now. If they were to announce it as a post-June 1st trade, 
the cap savings would be $17 million roughly uh, more or less, better for them, I should say. So their 2021 uh, dead cap would be $21 million as opposed to $38 million. Their uh, 2022 dead cap uh, would be $17 million. That's by trading him today, they would take a $21 million hit on their debt cap uh, this year, $17 million next year. Um, and their cap savings this year would be $16 million if they announced it as a post-6-1 trade, as opposed to being dinged and they're, they're, they, they would be in the, uh, on the other side of the ledger, negative uh, $1 million uh, if they were to trade him pre-June 1st. So, um, you know... Uh, it's interesting. I'll just say that. Um, that that's 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 pretty um, steep, you know, uh, as, as far as for the Packers just to trade him. It costs them a lot of money, uh, whether they trade him prior to June first or after June first. So you have to keep that in mind because you know, on top of the fact that they're losing the reigning MVP, um, they're also going to take a huge cap hit along the way. So it's a double whammy, but. If he wants out, um, history has shown that guys that want out are going to get out. <laughs> That's just kind of how that works. Um, so, really interesting. And uh, and by the way, if you're if you're wondering if the Raiders would be kicking tires on Aaron Rodgers, yes, they would be kicking uh, tires on on Aaron Rodgers. They are always in kick tire mode. So read into that what you will. Uh, but I can say for sure that, yeah, the Raiders would be at least interested in kicking tires. They do. It's just part of the process. Uh, does this raise their eyebrows a little bit more? I'm sure it does. I mean, Aaron Rodgers just said that he wants to play for the Raiders. You know, Aaron Rodgers just said basically through somebody in his camp that he wants to, that he wouldn't mind playing for the Raiders. Of course you're going to pick up the phone. I always tell this story. Mitch Kupchak, the Los Angeles Lakers general manager, on the eve of free agency, uh, it was probably mid-90s, maybe maybe 96 or so. I, f I forget what year it was. But at that point in Michael Jordan's career, he was playing on one-year deals, which meant every year he became a free agent. Every year he would sign kind of like a one-year deal with the Cleveland with the Chicago Bulls for you know 30-something million dollars. Every year that Michael Jordan was set to become a free agent at the stroke of midnight, Mitch Kupchak would call Michael Jordan's agent. And I talked to him about that. And I was like, we all know he's going back to the Cleveland or the, the Chicago Bulls. I, I know that, Mitch would say. So then why do you even make that call? He's like this, Vinny, I don't want 10, 15, 20 years down the road to run into Michael Jordan at a party. And Michael Jordan said to me, Mitch, let me ask you something, man. How come you never picked up the phone to call my agent? I always wanted to play for the Lakers. Like, you don't want to hear that 20 years down the road when all it takes to find out yes or no now is just a mere phone call. So if you're the Raiders and somebody the caliber of Aaron Rodgers flat out says, hey, that's a team that I want to play for, you have to make that call. Otherwise, it's a, what do they call it? A derelict of duty? Like, you're not doing your job if you don't pick up the phone and call. And 
rest assured, I'm just going to say that this way, the Raiders are making calls to find out what's up. They have to. They know that. Everybody knows that. It probably will lead to nowhere. But if you're John Gruden and you're Mike Mayock, you don't want to run into Aaron Rodgers at uh, the ESPYs one year uh, or the NFL Honors one year and, and Aaron Rodgers over by the bar as they're, you know, everyone's ordering their gin and tonics or whatever it is that everyone's drinking, their beer, whatever it is. And Aaron Rodgers looks at John Gruden and he's like, man, I wanted to come play for you guys. How come you never called? I even said that I wanted to play for you guys. You don't want to be in that position. You're in the huddle with any Von Sierra brought to you by Tequila and Nevada. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Brought to you by Tequila and Bothead or never a dull moment, that's for sure. Uh, certainly not in the NFL and certainly not here in Las Vegas now, I'll tell you that. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has pretty much made it clear that he wants out of the Green Bay Packers. And brace yourself for this. Aaron Rodgers, through somebody in his camp, has indicated he would like to play for the Raiders. That's one of the three teams that's on his preference list. The other two being the San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. Now, let me just say this for a second here real quick. San Francisco 49ers. They have the third pick overall. They've got Jimmy Garoppolo, who comes at a pretty high price tag. Um, but and some other players probably, but they've cashed out on their draft picks just to get to the third pick overall, right? So whatever arsenal they have, um, obviously that third pick is enticing. But beyond that, Jimmy Garoppolo, they don't have, I don't believe, their first-round pick next year or the year after that because they gave that up to move up to the third spot. Remember, they moved from 12 to 3 to put themselves in a position to either draft a Mac Jones or a – uh, you know, Justin Fields or Trey Lance, whoever it might be, right? But on top of all that, there's no way. I, I would be shocked, shocked, shocked if the 49ers were the team that the Green Bay Packers traded Aaron Rodgers to for a number of reasons. Number one, that's like their arch NFC rival. Think about how many times those two teams have butted heads in the playoffs, including recently. They played each other in the NFC Championship game a couple of years ago, and the 49ers, you know, rolled them. Uh, and that, that, that hat's been shared. They, they, you know, both teams have had the edge over either over the course of time, but those are huge NFC rivals. I know that they don't play in the, NFC, in the same division. It doesn't matter. At some point, those two teams historically have crossed horns in big-time games. There's no way, I don't believe, 
that the Packers would appease Aaron Rodgers and trade him to a bitter NFC rival, number one. Number two, to his hometown, uh, basically, up, you know, the Bay Area. Uh, he went to Cal. You know, it would just be too dang much <laughs> for, the, for the Packers. If you're the Packers and it's gotten to a point of no return with your star quarterback and he has pushed you to the point where there's no other alternative, uh, there's no other feasible out here other than to appease him and trade him, that's one thing. That's bad enough, really. I mean, he's the reigning MVP. He's Aaron Rodgers, for crying out loud. You don't want Aaron Rodgers to walk out the door. But you sure aren't going to give him everything that he wants. Like, if the 49ers are your favorite team, uh, trade destination, we're not trading you there for our own reasons, because we don't want to see you down the road in the playoffs, and because, listen, you know, this is when it gets to this kind of point, it gets a little dirty sometimes. We're not going to just bend over backwards to give you everything you want. You know, as it is, you know, you're putting us behind the eight ball to begin with. So good luck on getting to where you really want to go. The Denver Broncos, you know, that's a possibility. That's, de that's definitely a possibility. Um, he does them, the Packers, really no harm uh, in Denver. But you got to ask yourself, all right, what does Denver have to give up? Uh, their pick is a few picks ahead of the Raiders, so they've got that going for them. They've already got two quarterbacks on the roster, none of whom I think hold any value uh, for for the Packers. Um, so I don't know what the Denver Broncos can come up with. I don't know if John Elway and their new general manager, Patton, uh, who came over from the Vikings, uh, is really interested in going in that direction to bring in an Aaron Rodgers. So that leaves the Raiders, and the Raiders have – a first-round pick at number 17. They have a quarterback that's under a fairly reasonable contract that maybe the Packers would be interested in as a, um, you know, continue to be that sort of uh, bridge to Jordan Love, who they drafted last year uh, in the first round. The Packers did. Uh, the, the Raiders have all their future first-round picks, um, so they'd be able to make it work. You know, they, they'd be able to offer, uh, make a, a compelling offer because they do have picks. The 49ers don't. Um, so, you know, again, if you're the 49ers, you of course want Aaron Rodgers, but do the Packers want the 49ers to have Aaron Rodgers, even though they may have that third pick overall, which has tremendous value, what else do they have? Are the, are the Packers interested in Jimmy Garoppolo? I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo and he's more durable and there's no question he's more durable. Um, so the Denver Broncos, what, what kind of an offer can the Denver Broncos uh, come up with? Um, what kind of offer can, would the you know, uh, Raiders be willing to come up with? And here's the thing. Uh, I could tell you this right now. The Raiders are definitely going to kick their tires on this. They have to. It would be a shock if they didn't. That would be the story. I know that people are you know, kind of going nuts. I just tweeted that um, you know, the Raiders are always in perpetual and, and you know, uh, weighing option mode. And that was just told to me, literally just told to me. That's not like a, while it is a standard procedure for any great organization, any good organization is going to always be weighing options. Um, this was specifically told to me just a few minutes ago. And so I know that that's, you know, causing a little bit of a stir on, on Twitter. It's bound to, it's newsworthy, of course, but you know, to me, again, it would be less newsworthy um, 
if there, or more newsworthy, I should say, if the Raiders or anybody else wouldn't be interested in Aaron Rodgers or weren't going to do their due diligence or weren't going to make uh, a call to see if uh, Aaron Rodgers is really available and what would it take to get him? It's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Somebody in Aaron Rodgers' camp has made it known. He wants to be traded. He wants out of Green Bay. It's at a point of no return. They've tried to talk it out. Various different things were discussed. Redo his deal. No. Okay. A, a, an extension. No. What is it that Aaron Rodgers has trouble with with the Packers? What's the impasse? What's the breakdown? I don't know. Uh, but obviously, um, I'm sure part of it goes back to the whole Jordan Love pick. Uh, he wants to know what his future holds. Like, okay, obviously you drafted Jordan Love in the first round. You're not just going to sit him for the next three years. That that doesn't make any sense. Is he on the fast track? Am I going to be out of here next year? Uh, is this a two-year deal? Like, you know, I feel like you're kind of making me wait around without giving me the answers I want to hear. And maybe he's directly asked them, the Packers, whether it was when he went to Green Bay to talk to them or when the Packers went to California to talk with him. I'm sure he asked that question. I'm sure they gave him some semblance of an answer. But whatever the answer was, Aaron Rodgers sitting there going, that's not what I want to hear, man. Either I don't believe it or whatever you're saying, I don't like what you're saying. And so this ain't working for me anymore. I'm what, 36 years old, 37 years old? I need to know what my future is. I want to keep playing. I'm, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm, I'm still good. I can still play. I got this guy, Jordan Love, biting up my back. You drafted him in the first round. You didn't draft him just to you know, stand over there with a clipboard his whole career. You drafted him to be my replacement. And I'm trying to find out when you what your window is for that. I went through that. Remember? Xander Rodgers, you drafted me when you had Brett Favre. I saw that scenario play out. I don't necessarily want to be that guy that gets pushed out. It happens. Of course it happens. But it sounds like Aaron Rodgers has gone, gone to the Packers and tried to get some clarity. Like, where, where are we here? What's the plan here? When do you expect to get Jordan Love on the field? When do you expect Jordan Love to kind of push me aside? I mean, I want to know. I feel like I'm owed that answer. Oh, you're not willing to tell me? Oh, next year? Oh, oh. Yeah, it's not working for me. I want to get traded. And that's what he's made abundantly clear today. On the day of the draft, no less. Pushing all of his leverage buttons, including the DEFCON 1 button, which basically said Adam Schefter reported it, and Adam Schefter is as tied in as anybody. Aaron Rodgers has some ill will feelings or whatever the case might be, however you want to couch it. Uh, he wants out. Aaron Rodgers wants to get traded from the Green Bay Packers. And the Raiders are one of the teams he wouldn't mind getting traded to. And, by the way, that's three prominent quarterbacks. For anyone out there that's like, oh, John Gruden, oh, this, oh, John. Yeah, you know, uh, it hasn't entirely... Um, it hasn't worked out as fast as everybody would have probably hoped uh, here in Las Vegas. And 
You know, everyone has a uh, itchy trigger finger. We all know that. Fire them. Get rid of them. Go find somebody else. Which, that's been the Raiders' problem for far too many years. Just quick trigger, get rid of that guy, move on to this guy, give him a couple years, go into somebody else, restart, redo the roster. They, 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 they don't want to do that anymore. They, it wasn't working. And so they gave John Gruden the security, the money, everything to say, hey, we're putting our faith in you. We're giving you the time to do it. You don't have to make any crazy, rash decisions. Um, let's stick to the process. Let's stick to the plan. You lead the way. We'll give you the time to get there. And that's what the Raiders have done, and that's what John Gruden has done. He hasn't made any crazy moves. He hasn't, you know, uh, jet-sooned uh, Derek Carr immediately, like everyone thought, to go get his guy. Um, that hasn't happened. He's played a bunch of young players. The Raiders were one of the youngest teams in the NFL last year, especially defensively. So he hasn't fallen into the John Gruden only plays veterans strap. Nah, he's developing guys. They're putting guys out there, much to some of the chagrin of the fans. Like, we need better players. Well, they're, they're, they're trying to develop younger players. That's what they're doing. It takes time sometimes. And the narrative of John Gruden as somebody that's nobody wants to come play for, well, I don't know. Did, didn't Tom Brady kind of let it out there that the Raiders might be a team that he wanted to come play for? I know Russell Wilson's guys did. His agent made that very clear. And today, if you believe the reports out there, and I do, Aaron Rodgers says he wants to come play for the Raiders. That's a compliment to the Raiders. It's a compliment to John Gruden. It kind of defies the narrative out there of him, which I don't buy to begin with. Uh, everyone outside sees this crazy, doesn't listen, maniacal John Gruden. It's not the John Gruden that I've gotten uh, to know a little bit covering uh, the Raiders. I feel like I have a pretty good uh, idea of it. Um, so, and I try to, you know, explain that uh, to people and um, here on the show and as I cover the Raiders. Uh, you could believe it if you want. I mean, if you want to go believe people that are, you know, thousands of miles away or going off old scouting reports um, or somebody that worked for him years and years ago and describing him along those terms, hey, have at it. Go for it. I'm just telling you what I know of most recent people that I talk to. So Aaron Rodgers, unlike a lot of the Raider fans who are like, get rid of John Gruden, you know, just, just, and I get it. You know, you want it to happen yesterday and you should, uh, but sometimes these things take time, but just understand that Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and to some extent, Tom Brady have all expressed an interest and not, it's not like they named, you know, 32 other, 31 other teams. It's not like I'd want to go anywhere than where I am right now. No, they were very, very specific. In fact, Russell Wilson has a no trade clause. And he said the Cowboys, the Raiders, and I forget who else it was, were the only teams <laughs> that he would waive a no trade uh, clause to go play for. That says something right there. What we're reading today, what we're hearing today, um, from uh, Aaron Rodgers says something a lot. So we sit and we wait. Um, you know, I, I explain why, for, you know, for, for, from the Packers' perspective, trading Aaron Rodgers now, today, or bef anytime before June 1st, is very, very complicated for them. They take a $38 million cap hit this year uh, by trading him before June 1st. And their cap savings 
is negative one million dollars uh, and a little bit above. So you know, if you're the Packers, this is a stressful enough situation. It is. It's a complicated enough situation as it is. It's probably a disappointing uh, enough situation as it is. The Packers don't want to trade Aaron Rodgers, not right now anyway. Yeah, they have Jordan Love, but I don't think that Jordan Love they believe is ready. Um, so, uh, but they're certainly not going to a trade him where he wa- exactly where he wants to go, especially to a bitter rival like the 49ers. They're not going to trade him today. I don't think it could, uh, and incur the kind of cap hit that it would, uh, incur, uh, even at a post June 1st deal. Um, they're still going to take a $21 million cap hit this year, a $16 million cap hit next year. Um, and, and they'll save about $21 million. I think it is this year. So that's, that's, that's good. So, for them, the ideal, the best time to trade him is after June 1st. That doesn't mean you can't agree to a deal right now and just announce it after June 1st. So keep an eye on that. Raider Nation, thank you so much uh, for, for joining us on the odd hour, 1 to 3 o'clock. Coming up next, JT the Brick and our good friend Lincoln Kennedy uh, from Raiders headquarters. They're going to be uh, have you cover right up to draft time and then right after the draft. So pre, pre-draft show uh, with JT the Brick. And Lincoln Kennedy, and then right after the draft, uh, they're going to come back on and wrap it all up. I'm fascinating, fascinated uh, to find out what JT and Lincoln are going to be talking about at 9 o'clock tonight and what I'm going to be writing about, too. It could go anywhere. You guys, thanks so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. You're why we do this. Uh, Devon, thanks for so much for uh, you know holding down the fort. Evan wrote uh, our guest today. Appreciate you stopping by on such a busy day. We'll be back at it tomorrow, 1 to 3 o'clock. Uh, on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM in the huddle. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahador. Can't wait to figure out and start talking about what the heck is going to happen tonight. See you guys tomorrow.